Okay, thank you so much for that warm welcome. Uh, it's a great blessing to be with you all uh, through this uh, virtual means. Uh, I'm in Masiha. I always wanted to come. Um, I always wanted to come, be part and uh, serve. Uh, God had different plans. God has unique plans in a way. He works in mysterious ways. Okay. Okay. Come, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning. Truly, Lord, it's a beautiful morning. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you have given us this opportunity that we could come together like this, Lord God. There are so many people, Father God, who, who even cannot uh, meet up, Lord God, and you know, connect with one another, Lord God. But in all this, Lord God, you are so graceful, so merciful, so loving and generous towards us, Father God. Thank you, uh, Lord God, that uh, we can fellowship with one another. And most of all, we can come together and we can worship you by all means, Lord God, with, using whatever we can, Lord God, in whichever way we can come together and worship you, Lord God. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for this great joy, Lord God, that wherever we are, as your word says, uh, where two or three gather in my name, there I am. Thank you, Lord, that wherever we are, Lord God, as we gather, Lord God, you are there. Thank you so much, Lord. I pray now, Lord, that you would speak to us through your word, enlighten our hearts and minds, speak to us and Father God, boost us up and uh, Lord God, reveal your plans and purposes for our lives, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'd like to share from uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Just one minute. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll read it. You can follow in your translations. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. Paul writes this letter to Timothy and he says, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs he wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight in all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David, this is my gospel for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Amen. Uh, you see, uh, Paul was in a situation where you could say sim uh, somewhat similar to ours where he was in a total lockdown himself. But unlike him, we are not chained 
we are not in prison so we can thank god for that okay we we are not uh, uh, in a way put into any type of uh, uh, way that we cannot move out from our homes or even move around in our homes okay so we can thank god that even though we are in a lockdown but it's not as brutal as paul was in okay so paul is writing from uh, this letter to timothy uh, in through the, uh, from this prison and he he is addressing the various uh, situations uh, to uh, to timothy and 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 in, in a way instructing him for what things are going to follow okay so we see he starts off by saying you then my son okay very fondly paul addresses timothy as his son okay that's that's that itself tells you what type of a relationship uh paul was having with timothy okay so he addresses him and says you then my son and then he says be strong in the grace that is in christ jesus you know uh, i don't know when you re- read this what comes to your mind but for me i found a real uh, strange when when paul says be strong in the grace you know normally we tell one another be strong in the faith in the lord have faith in god you know we we tend to t- talk to one another like that when we meet up with anyone anyone's in some type of a problem or any situation we we normally tend to tell them be strong in the faith but paul says be strong in the grace and uh, the reason he says that is because everything in our christian life originates from grace everything from the from the time we came uh, into being to knowing jesus and even before okay because the bible tells us when we were yet sinners christ died for us okay so when we were yet in our sin grace was already available for us it was already prepared and so paul is saying remember god's grace okay god's grace is his free gift to mankind okay we know ephesians the famous verse ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 it says we are saved by grace through faith okay so it's just not our faith but it's because the faith, our faith can be applied because god's grace was available amen so it basically comes to the root which is god's grace and and god's grace is unmerited favor okay something that we really do not deserve uh something that we cannot earn we cannot achieve there's nothing that we can do that we can you know get it and say this is are doing and that's why god had to give him give us his grace but it's something which we we don't deserve it yet we re- we can receive it open handedly you know with arms open wide and say god thank you for this it's a gift okay something that we can receive uh, and so paul is saying be strong in the grace that is he's reminding timothy remember your roots remember that it is because of the grace of god where you are today that's because of god's grace there's nothing you have done previously or that you will go, go you will go on to do that can change that but it it originates with god's grace and so that's a wonderful uh starting uh, point for us a foundation foundational truth for us to always remember that it's god's grace that is available in christ jesus amen because uh god's grace is made available through christ jesus amen as um, uh, many of us will be knowing the acronym for grace which is god's riches at christ expense 
Okay, so it's big, uh, grace was available because Jesus was sent to us. Okay, and then he goes on to say, and these things you have heard me say, entrusted to reliable men. Okay, and then he, uh, he, he, he wants it to be passed on. And it's so wonderful that we have it in, in the Bible so that we can also, the next generations which followed and all of us can you know, uh, reflect on that and be blessed by what uh, Paul writes to Timothy. And then he, then he goes on to say, okay, uh, interest to reliable men. And then he says, endure hardship as a soldier, okay, as a good uh, soldier. And when we see that, okay, can we have the next slide? Yeah, uh, we see that uh, Paul uses three professions, okay, in this in this passage. He talks about a soldier, he talks about an athlete, and he talks about a farmer. Okay, these are very common professions of the time then, and even in the time now. Okay, uh, they are, they were very common uh, professions where many people. Took. Many people wanted to be in the army or in the sol as a soldier. Uh, in the uh, many wanted to join in the the, the great Olympics and things that hap were happening. Okay, and the farmer, obviously, which is a very uh, down to earth profession. Okay, and so, but he he wants his hearers to uh, he is explaining these basic thing to Timothy so that in future people will be able to relate to it. But he says. We all are called to be a soldier, an athlete, a farmer in God's eternal kingdom. And he brings out certain qualities of these uh, from these particular professions. Okay, so we look at the first one. He says, endure hardship as a good soldier. Okay, don't get caught up in civilian affairs. Okay, and uh, basically he's, he's preparing Timothy saying that you are a soldier in the army of God. Okay, and just as you know, being a soldier is not an easy uh, task if you're in like if you're in the army uh, you know how the life is okay can we have the next slide uh, it reflects a principle a point which is talking about dedication okay you see a soldier he has to endure he has to various hardships he has to be strong in various uh, weather conditions or various uh, emotional things that he goes through okay he has to face adversity uh, uh, attacks from the enemy and all other things that have come his way. Okay. And at the same time, he has to not get entangled into uh, things of this world. Okay. That is uh, same, similarly for us as Christians, we need to uh, gear up ourselves, get ready to face hardship. We, we need not to be ones who will think that the Christian life will be one, which is a walk in the park, you know, and everything will be, um, rosy red and you know everything is nice you know and, and many people do uh, preach such things okay and you hear that and then when things when hardship uh, comes we are shocked and we are surprised in a way and we're saying am I aren't I following Jesus or why is this happening to me but Paul is being as real as he has he can be and even he in another place he writes that everyone who wants to attend to uh, enter the kingdom of God will face uh, hardship okay will go through suffering and so it's a part of the Christian life suffering and uh, hardships are a part of the Christian life our own Savior Jesus we see was the perfect example who endured the cross and uh, and we see through that was the he paved the way for salvation and so God wants us to be like a soldier Paul is telling Timothy here to be like a soldier who is dedicated 
okay we have to be dedicated uh, our full uh, dedication to our commanding officer who is jesus christ amen so our, our our aim should be to please jesus as a soldier okay the next thing we see he takes he he mentions he says the next profession he talks about is an, as an athlete okay and here he says uh, live uh, all who take part in this in in the race or in any type of a sport there is certain principles to follow certain rules which are followed uh, when you are running a race if you are running a 500 meter race or you are uh, doing a short put or you are throwing a javelin there are certain rules which you have to know and you have to follow them you cannot do whatever you feel like doing and how you would like to do it okay so you have to play by the rules you have to uh, at the same time compete you have to work hard you have to strive you have to uh, do all the physical uh, uh, exercise and keep yourself fit have a particular type of a diet obviously uh, you cannot just go on uh, eating anything you feel like which fits in your mouth you know uh, so an athlete is really called to a disciplined life and so through this we see paul is telling uh, timothy that like an athlete who looks towards his goal towards uh, you know to attaining the victor's crown we need to be like that disciplined in all that we do how we live our lives okay uh, in this uh, wherever we are you know if you are in school or you are in college or you are a working uh, person or you are an elderly person we need to in 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 a uh, sphere we need to be disciplined according to how we live our lives because that is what will help us to achieve what god wants us to achieve amen and our focus as every athlete is towards uh, the victor's crown that is to to towards the goal towards the reward who is jesus amen our aim should be to re uh, receive that well done good and faithful servant from jesus amen that there's nothing like it that is what uh, we should be uh, fully geared up that should be what we should be passion passionate about okay uh, nothing else in this world will give us uh, that joy than getting a pat on your back from jesus as saying well done my son well done my faithful servant okay uh, then there's no greater joy i'm sure than uh, getting patted on your back by jesus and in, in heaven uh, with all the angels everyone watching okay uh, it's it's i'm sure it will be a wonderful sight and so we need to strive hard as an athlete uh, live a disciplined life to achieve that then he, then uh, further on he speaks about uh, being a farmer okay he says like a farmer who he and he says this farmer is not just a farmer he's a hard working farmer okay and you and uh, although today we have all technology and stuff like that which uh, the farmer doesn't uh, basically have to sweat it out okay the machine does most of the things but in the olden time and even in our villages you see the farmers they were the ones who were the most hard working okay in the sun they would go and dig the ground plow the field okay and then sow the seeds and at the same time they would also wait for the rain okay they would not be impatient they would not uh, you know want things uh, fast results to take place but they would show perseverance okay through all the uh, stormy weather conditions and various things they would keep at it and they would wait for the rains to come and then they would know for for sure that there will be a bountiful harvest amen and so that calls for diligence okay something which we we do it lagatar we do it continuously not for a certain time but paul is saying 
show diligence like a like a farmer persevere in whatever you are going through don't uh, want quick results look towards the future look towards the great future and the great gains that come okay and uh, so he uses um, the profession of a farmer to to share that uh, as he sows the seed he waits patiently for the rain and then as he keeps sowing on and the right season the the crops come okay and so is and say so, so we don't we need to not focus on the only the today's hard work but we need to look towards the harvest that we are going to achieve amen we we uh, the hard work is there yes every day okay but there is a greater harvest that is available for us as we uh, put in the hard work and so in all this paul is uh, showing us uh, giving us basically drawing our attention to jesus okay if you look at all these three professions we see all these qualities in jesus we see jesus is dedication his disciplined life his um, uh, diligence okay in all his life in his three and a uh, uh, three and a half years of ministry and even in his uh, life before he could enter into the ministry we see all these three uh, wonderful character characteristics uh, being played out uh, in jesus's life okay uh, that and that is why he was able to please god and fulfill the task and then he could say at the cross it is finished amen and so uh, jesus is our supreme example okay and no wonder paul says in verse 8 he says uh, remember jesus okay verse 8 remember jesus christ okay so soon after giving all these exam- wonderful examples of uh, where people could relate pitimity could relate and uh, those intimacy along with timothy and all of us now he he reminds he draws our attention back to jesus he says remember jesus christ okay now isn't that strange that paul is talking to uh, elder uh, leader of the church uh, timothy and he's telling him remember jesus christ you know uh, the first time i i read it i was saying why do you have to tell him to remember how can he forget uh, jesus how can he um, you know uh, forget jesus how, everything we are doing is about jesus but let me tell you for a fact uh, i i myself uh, uh, can uh, what do you say testify to it and i can uh, admit that there are many times we can do things and we can serve god and where jesus is not in the center of it you know we can do things because that's what we have been doing and uh, uh, we feel like doing it but we are really not keeping jesus in the center so we are leading worship we are preaching the word we are uh, serving people okay we are doing all this all the good works which from outside looks very nice and attractive but we know in our hearts that we are not really doing it for jesus we are not doing it to please jesus we are just doing it because here's an opportunity here's something which i can you know sh- uh, shine my light so let's just shine it as bright as possible okay and so uh, it's very true and so every time we need to keep reminding ourselves why are we doing what we are doing is because of jesus jesus is to be glorified in whatever we do okay and so when paul is in this prison he's chained but he's writing these truths to timothy and he's saying remember jesus okay and at the same time we see him saying remember jesus christ and then you can show the next slide uh, he says how do we remember him we remember him raised from the dead hallelujah 
Okay, here's your time for your thumbs up and claps and whatever available on Zoom. Okay, okay, and you see, Jesus has to be remembered risen. Okay, yes, we he died for us, he came, he took our sins on the cross and he paid the full price, he was uh, crucified, he was buried, but the most important and in the, in the sense the, the climax, the, the, the whole thing which comes to the, the, the important part is where Jesus rose from the dead. Amen? Conquering over sin and death. No more uh, is he in the grave. No more uh, has the power of sin and death on Jesus because Jesus is the risen Savior. Amen? And we as his disciples serve that risen Savior. Hallelujah. Okay? We are the ones who are called by Jesus to serve him who is a risen Savior. Amen. At the moment, the Bible says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for each and every one of us. Amen. So he is in a glorified position, just in worship. Uh, I think a verse was read and a prayer was also made of re remembering Jesus, looking at God, Jesus enthroned on high. Amen. How we relate to Jesus, how we remember him, affects everything we do and how we live our lives. Amen. If we remember him uh, as one who was a good teacher or a good um, uh, a martyr or something like that, uh, it will affect our lives and how we live our lives. But if we remember him as the risen savior, the one who is in, in, enthroned on high right now and in control of every situation in our lives around whatever we see, even though it doesn't look like uh, our government or, uh, or uh, things around us are in control, but God is in control. Amen. Because he is seated on the throne. And when he is on the throne, we know there's nothing we can worry about. Hallelujah. Amen. And so he is our risen savior. So Paul, uh, Paul is reminding Timothy, remember Jesus as the highly exalted one, our risen savior. Okay. And then he goes on to say, in verse 9, I'll just read verse 9. Uh, yeah. And then he says, and remember, and then he says, for which I am suffering, uh, that, uh, the gospel he talks about, this is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. So you can see Paul's perspective. Even though he is chained, he is saying, my God is a risen God and he is seated on the throne. Amen. The chains on Paul's hand did not change his perspective. The chains on Paul's hand and in that confined situation where it looks like God had abandoned him, it looked like uh, there is no God he's serving because the soldiers around him say, where is your God if he's really there? But he knew in his heart that in all this, God was still in control. Amen. Even in the suffering, even in the pain, he knows God is in control. And so for us, we can really learn this wonderful truth, timeless truth, knowing that even through the pain, even through the suffering, God is in control. Whatever we might be going through. Okay. It does not change the fact that God is in control. And then he says, wonderfully, but God's word is not chained. Amen. He says, God's word is not chained. That is, he says, he may be, as he's writing, he may be trying to pull his pen, uh, you know, and uh, as he's chained, he may be limited. His legs are, you know, uh, chained as well. And so, but he, he looks at that and he says, God's word is not chained. So he writes and he says, thank God's word cannot be chained. Maybe we might be in a chained type of a situation and everything around us looks like a total lockdown, but God's word is not chained. And so uh, Paul even looks at the 
the uh, in the in that whole situation if you read in philippines chapter 1 philippines chapter 1 verse 12 uh, the passage paul writes over there to the uh, 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 to the church in philippi he says uh, it starts off by saying paul's chains advance the gospel okay so in a way paul was saying that even though i am chained even though i am in this uh, uh, you know hopeless situation which it looks looks like that to me as well but yet the gospel is flourishing nothing can stop god's word from going out amen even like today we uh, we, we are not able to meet in our respective halls or our churches wherever we are but yet we are able to connect through zoom we are able to share god's word with one another worship god through this uh, means i'm sure paul never knew uh, then that something like this would happen that uh, we would be worshiping through zoom one day okay Uh, he must have never thought of that but even in his lockdown where there was no zoom he had letters he could write letters he could write uh, letters to one another and encourage them and tell them to be faithful tell them how god is uh, a merciful god a gracious god and god is still in control amen and so paul was saying even then that his chains advanced the gospel okay and when we look around in our situation now in 2020 which you can term as the year of the lockdown okay i think that's the that's the only way i am going to remember this year okay full year january to december lockdown what you did lockdown okay but here we see everything is come to a standstill you look at the economy we look at businesses you look at people's lives and work and everything is come to a total standstill okay no one knows what's happening how it's going to what's going to happen in the future and many people even are uh, having some uh, having problems in about work and stuff like that okay but at the same time so the world is looking like it's come to a pause but if you look at at what is happening in god's kingdom it is advancing okay if you turn on social media you you are on facebook or you are through zoom or twitter or wherever you will see so many meetings taking place so many live uh uh worship preaching teachings bible study and so many things happening okay never before have at least from i have never seen so much of things happening on online okay uh there are people preaching day in and day out every single day or having two three meetings in one day okay whereas everyone would maybe look at one time look for sunday or saturday for a meeting here we are having meetings by you know every day or even between the middays as well worship is uh, we had so many worship 12 hours worship 24 hours or 72 three 3 uh, weeks continuous worship from various uh, states cities countries joining together at the moment uh, i have connected with uh, sri lanka and on our page youth empowered page a youth ministry which i'm leading uh, we have people from sri lanka leading worship okay uh, on our page so today it, it's on you can tune in later to see that okay but it's wonderful you you see how god's kingdom is not chained god's kingdom is advancing there's nothing that can hold god's kingdom back amen and we as god's uh, people as his disciples are called to advance god's kingdom amen and it's so beautiful to see worship leaders and even people who have who i never thought would even preach one day in church preaching live on facebook and uh, preaching in such a wonderful way worshiping in such a wonderful way sharing great revelation and insight 
which I I I I think uh, in the church they would have never got that opportunity, you know, uh, because of lack of their age or because of lack of their experience according to the leaders or the elders. But here God uses this situation, this whole lockdown, to rise up more people to stand up for Him. Hallelujah, Amen. God is in, in, in the business of expanding his kingdom and he's expanding it through his chosen generation, you and me. Amen. If someone is next to you, tell that person that God wants to expand his kingdom through you and me. Okay. If no one is there, tell it to yourself. Look in the mirror or something like that. Okay. And so we see uh, the gospel is flourishing. Okay. And through all means. Okay, and uh, many unbelievers also because of all this, maybe many unbelievers, uh, you can show the next slide, uh, are hearing the gospel. Okay, God's word is not bound. Yes, the next one after this. Uh, the, the, the gospel is advancing and so many unbelievers are also tuning in to, uh, to various meetings happening. I know my neighbors, uh, uh, I have told them many times about, about the Lord Jesus and about salvation. Okay. And uh, they were okay about it. And then one day I was leading worship and I was on another page. And I, I saw, you know, you can see when you're on uh, le someone's leading worship and who's watching, you know. And then I seen my neighbor's name there is watching. And he, he was there. He was there watching. And I'm like, wow, he's in the worship. Okay, he's listening to all the songs, you know. And so quickly I'm, uh, I'm like sharing something about God and about Jesus or what he's done for us. And he paid the price for us. But he stood. He was there. He was listening. He's attentive. Okay. And so you do not know how God uses various means around us, whatever uh, way possible, God is spreading the gospel. And so you can see all on your screen, there is so many means. So even in this lockdown, we are not completely locked down. Okay. We have, we have social media and you can use all the various means to spread the gospel. Amen. And the Bible tells us uh, in uh, Colossians I just uh, like to read that Colossians chapter 1 verse 6 Paul says all over the world this gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth okay back then in Paul's time the, he's, he's, he's uh, writing saying all over the world the gospel is bearing fruit and growing. Amen. Back in Paul's time, no zoom, no internet, no social media, only letters. And even then the gospel reached all over the world. He says it's growing. Okay. It's a constantly growing kingdom. Amen. The, the gospel is being spread all over the world. And so how much more with all that we have, this technology that God has blessed us with that we can use, should we as God's disciples, as his children, Spread the gospel. Amen. So I would encourage you, spread the gospel uh, through various means. Uh, ask God for various ideas of how you can, if you're, you know, you can create something, you can make something attractive of how I can share my testimony online. Use your WhatsApp, um, Facebook, Twitter, whatever handle you want to use. Okay. But use it to spread the gospel. Amen. Because that is what we are called to be. We are called to be the salt and uh, and the light of this world. That's what Jesus called us to be. Amen. And so we need to shine our light. We need to show our saltiness wherever we are. 
in whatever we do. Amen. Actually, if you really go to see, now is the time to see if you really are the salt and light that Jesus uh, called us to be. Amen. Because otherwise, if you are, if you are not uh, actively doing uh, something in spreading the gospel, if you're not, uh, you know, moving towards saying, how can I do? If you're not having that urge, then there's a serious question that we need to ask ourselves because otherwise we were just doing things of going to the church, going for a meeting and attending it and coming back. Amen. But here, when you are what God has called you to be, you cannot cease from being what God has called you to be. Your identity doesn't change whether it is in the lockdown or no lockdown. God has called you to be the salt and light and wherever you are placed, you will be like Paul. He was in prison, but he was the salt and light in prison. Amen. And so here in our lockdown, we need to be the salt and light as well. Amen. And that is what uh, Paul encouraged us. And so we've got these wonderful uh, uh, professions that we can relate with and look to Jesus as our supreme example. Amen. Uh, Hitesh, how much time do I have left? Hitesh, you can hear me? Elvis, five more minutes. Five more minutes. Okay, cool. I, I, uh, I'm done with my word. Okay, so we'll go into the next word, the second word. Okay, I know y'all are used to long preaches, uh, preaching because of uh, Rahul, so there's nothing to worry. So it's a Rahul's church, Indra, and all. I have no trouble. No, I'm just joking. Okay, uh, just, uh, just to, I just felt God lay this on my heart also to share, so I'll end in that five minutes. Uh, you know, around us we see lots of uh, the, the virus being spread all over, okay, and uh, we are reminded regularly uh, to wash our hands, wear our mask, okay? And uh, very um, foolishly in the starting, and even now, there are many preachers online who are preaching that, you know, wearing a mask and wearing, uh, washing your hands and just being afraid to go uh, out and, you know, spread the gospel. We should make, uh, make the most of it and go out and do this. It's very foolish to, uh, to do all that. You're not showing your faith in God you know, you're most scared of the virus. But I just want to uh, remind all of us and, uh, you know, just remember that God has also called us, uh, just as he has called us to walk in faith, he's also called us to walk with wisdom. Okay? And uh, we know Jesus grew in wisdom. Uh, the Bible uh, tells us that in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, he says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Okay? And so we need to apply wisdom where, what we do, how we do it, and not uh, do things... Uh, saying uh, we are doing it in faith when exact when actually it is foolishness. Okay, we know through the Bible we, we, uh, there are places in the Bible where it says the, they will pick up serpents in their hands and they will uh, it will not harm them. Okay, and so because of the people taking like this type of scriptures or one one of scripture, uh, we have churches created uh, in America and Philippines and all these places where they literally in worship pick up venomous snakes. I, I had a picture but I don't have it now. And they're dancing and worshipping God, preaching the gospel, you, and they get bit and some of them even died. Okay? Uh, and, and that is what it's basically using God's word out of context. Okay? And, and Paul tells Timothy in another letter, he says, divide the word of God correctly. That is, we need to, uh, how we read is very important, that uh, how we apply it. Amen? And so uh, we need to remember that even Jesus, the Bible tells us Jesus read the scroll in the synagogue, the Isaiah, the scroll. And then they, they were so annoyed that he said, 
it is uh, this scripture has been fulfilled and they he, he he equated himself to god and they tried to push him off the cliff okay but the bible tells us there that jesus then slipped away he moved away he did not say come i am god's son try to push me down nothing will happen you know he did, he did not say he, he, because that would be foolishness he the bible say in the one version it says he slipped away or he moved away okay so he he knew nothing can happen to him but at the same time he applied wisdom and we also know where the the devil tempted jesus and to, told him jump off from this highest point of the temple and and he quoted a scripture okay like many other you know christians who foolishly quote take one part of the scripture and they emphasize it and they create a cult okay and here he quotes psalm 91 and he says if you jump angels will come to you know and but jesus did not get fooled he said it is also written and so it's very important for us to apply the truth rightly okay and apply wisdom because jesus knew it himself that nothing can happen that's why he could tell pontius pilate that you you have no uh, nothing can happen to me unless god allows it no authority you have over me unless god allows it but at the same time he lived wisely amen and so i just want to encourage us all i because i don't know when uh, raul will call me back to preach okay so i just wanted to share this it was in my heart but i just want to say don't get fooled by you know this foolish teachings on online because there's so much thing with the good thing comes the bad as well okay make sure you're reading your um, listening to the word with an open bible check the verse ask the holy spirit what is he saying because there are people preaching anything anything and you know you take it in and then you know you live it in the wrong way and uh, then we wonder what why god is doing these things okay so be safe okay trust in god have your faith in god but i also apply wisdom that god has given us otherwise we would not have this brain to use if it was all about faith okay thank you so much for bearing me and listening to me uh thank you very much